Hello, friends. This is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. And I appreciate you joining me today. For information about my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 26 countries, thanks to the monthly gifts from Mary Mitchell Stein, Colin Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown, and special gifts this month from Bill and Patty Johnson. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Patronage or Become a Patron at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Always remember, don't just listen. Partner with God in practice. Well, hello, friends. I thank you so much for joining me today. This is Kathleen Maxwell Ramby with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. And I want to start with a quick announcement because it's time sensitive. Um, I'm going to be doing a grief workshop this Sunday afternoon, April the 11th at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're listening from Texas, that's 4 p.m. It's going to be via a Zoom call and it is called Understanding and Releasing Heartbreak. And I'm very excited um, to be a part of the I Believe community. It's a great Facebook group. And my dear friend, Teresa Morrison, has asked to um, ask me to do this workshop. So we're going to do it together. And if you know someone that is going through grief, that has had major disappointments, uh, may not be you, but maybe a friend or a loved one, Uh, You might invite them to join. And this group is, you can become a part of it, this Zoom. It's free. If you email ibelievecommunity at gmail.com. And so do that, and then you'll get instructions on how to join this Zoom call. And I hope that you'll join me. I am really excited about, you know, the Lord says he wants to bind up the brokenhearted and heal their wounds. And oftentimes people don't have the tools. Um, They don't have some of the things they need to process their hurt and their pain. And unfortunately, we live in a society where many run from their pain. Uh, They busy themselves so they don't have to deal with their pain or they stuff their pain. And that works for a while, but I promise you, it will come back and bite you. And so this workshop is going to be um, geared to just teach people how to thrive in those situations and work through their disappointments because we've all had them. So anyway, I wanted to share that before I jumped in. Um, And today I want to just talk to you about living in harmony, living in harmony with one another. And, you know, God oftentimes will, when he's trying to, to get a point across, at least in my life, it's like, I'll see something. And the first time I take note, second time I'm like, okay, um, all right. I'm a little bit more aware that Lord, you're, you're trying to speak something here. And usually the third time I'm like, okay, aha, Lord, I get it. I need this either because there's something you're trying to work on in my life. I need this because it's something I'm going to need in the days ahead. Um, 
And so I try to just really hone in on what the Lord's showing me. And so I began to notice that um, the beginning of the year, I read the scripture and I taught a little uh, podcast on the scripture, Psalm 103, verse 8. And when I read that, and this was back in February, um, this scripture just jumped out at me. And it says, it's actually the most repeated scripture in the Old Testament. And it's said at various, various, um, numerous times in the Old Testament in different ways. And it says, Psalm 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. And I did the podcast on that. Go back a few podcasts and listen to that one. Um, I think it's called Gracious and Compassionate. And anyway, but the Lord was was honing in on something. And, you know, compassion is part of God's character. And we talked about that. Well, then in March, I read a scripture, and it was Psalm 145, verse 8. And this is from the Passion Translation. It says, You were kind and tender-hearted." to those who don't deserve it, and very patient with people who fail you. Your heart's like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. And, you know, when I read that scripture, I just, it just showed me that just more of God's character in his kindness and how tenderhearted he is to those that don't deserve it, it's easy to be tenderhearted and understanding of those that deserve it. But it's a little bit harder when someone doesn't deserve it and when they failed us. Have you ever had somebody let you down? Maybe somebody in your family, maybe your boss at work or a co-worker, um, maybe a friend in some capacity. And God says when this happens, because it's going to happen, folks, When it happens, the Lord's response is he's kind and he's tenderhearted and he's very patient. I love Psalm 145 and verse 8. It is, it's very, very rich. So not long after that, I had a a conference call with a couple of ladies that we get together once a month and pray with each other and encourage each other. And one of them made a statement that I wrote down, and she said that the Lord was working on her to have a heart of compassion over judgment. And she described a situation she was in, and where it's so easy, I think, for all of us to judge someone. Well, they shouldn't have acted that way, or they, they shouldn't have done this, or they shouldn't have done that. And we may not really know all that's all that's going on under the surface. Um, a lot of people are very private, and we don't have any idea. But nevertheless, as believers, we're called to be compassionate. And I think that so many in our world, in our society, with the pandemic, with the politics, with you know all of all of the stuff that's been going on recently in our world, I think we've lost, I've just seen that amongst believers especially, and that makes me sad. Just we've lost some of our compassion, I think, for one another. And I feel like the Lord wants us to get back to that because 
that's how we're going to make a difference. That's how the world is going to know that we're, that we're different. And I think that, that sometimes it's so easy to make quick judgments in times where we really need to listen to people. We really need to just step back and pause in the moment and say, Lord, what's really going on? Lord, what is really underneath the surface of what they're trying to say? Help me understand and to see this person as you see them. I've been trying to do that. And it's hard because I'm a talker and I want to respond um, oftentimes versus listen. And so I'm, I'm really practicing. I'm really practicing that. I'm going to get it down. It's taken me a little bit of time, but I'm going to practice it. Anyway, not too long ago, a few weeks ago, I came across 1 Peter 3.8. And I want, to, I want to read this to you. It says, Finally, live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic with one another. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but with blessing, because to this you are called, so that you may inherit a blessing. And when I read that, I was like, Lord, this is this continuing theme. And I don't think this is just for me. I think this is for the body of Christ as a whole. I think for all of us that love Jesus, I think it's very important because to live in harmony, you know, when you live in harmony, there's like a, a harmony brings a whole different layer of beauty to something. Um, I have a background somewhat in music. I played the piano. I played the flute for years. And sometimes the flute played melody, but there were other times that I would play the harmony and you know when we play harmony it just adds a depth it adds a depth and i think for us as believers that when we live in harmony with others we don't have to agree with them but when we live in harmony and make harmony our focus with them then we're more in line with the heart of God. We're more in line with the character of God that I just read in Psalm 145 and Psalm 103. And it's a beautiful, beautiful melody to the Lord when we, when we respond um, in that manner. And so I love what that has to say because when we do that, and when we bless, when we bless others and look for ways that we can be a blessing, then we're going to inherit a blessing. And sometimes we have to give what we want the most. And we all want to be understood. We all want to be valued. We all want to be, um, we want to feel important in the lives of of those that are around us but sometimes we have to turn around and give what we want and need most to other people we have to model the behavior that we want from them back to us and I think in that when we lay down our right sometimes when we lay down our right to be right 
when we lay down our pride and walk in humility. I think that there is a power that comes into, into our hearts and into our lives. Um, I want to read this to you from the Passion Translation. This is 1 Peter 3, 8, and it says, Now, this is the goal, to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy, and kindness towards other believers. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly or insults those who in, or insult those who insult you. But instead, respond by speaking a blessing over them because a blessing is what God has promised to give you. Wow. I love how the Passion Translation puts that because it just, to me, paints such a beautiful picture um, in the words that it uses. But let's talk about sympathy and let's talk about compassion and let's talk about what they, what they mean. Um, I look this up. I love doing little word studies to go deeper. And sympathetic means having or showing support for or approval of something, showing concern about someone in a bad situation. You know, when people listen to me and they're really sympathetic for whatever it is I'm telling them, whether I'm telling them a problem, whether I'm telling them something that's going on in my life, um, when they listen with a sympathetic ear and I feel like they're really hearing my heart, they're hearing maybe the pain in my heart or they're hearing the frustration for a situation that I can't seem to figure out. Um, it makes me feel valued. And I love it when someone, when I'm talking, you know, when I know that I have their attention. Have you ever been talking to somebody and they're looking around the room or they're not looking at you or they're fiddling with their phone. That can be so aggravating because it, what it does to me is it makes me feel like what I have to say is not important to that person. And it makes me just want to kind of clam up and, you know, move on to somebody else that does. And so I've tried to be much more aware of how I listen to others around me, whether it's um, with a widow that I'm talking to on the phone or someone that calls me for advice or somebody I'm having lunch with or even my husband. I've been working on practicing on just really focusing and looking at him and because I want him to feel valued. I want him to feel like he's the most important person in my world. And I think it's so easy to get distracted for all of us. And we really, to live in harmony, and that's a whole nother depth of relationship. I think, it, like I, I parallel that to music. To live in harmony, we have to be sympathetic. We have to be compassionate and walk in humility. Um, you know, compassion means to suffer together. To suffer together. Feeling an awareness towards other people's emotions in an attempt 
to understand how they feel. We all want to be understood. I had a situation uh, just in the last couple of weeks where I don't, I didn't feel understood. I feel like my heart was being judged. I feel like there was an immaturity on the part of um, some of the people that I was around. And it was very hard. It's very difficult because all of us want our hearts to be understood. But even in that, how, what I stepped away and came, came out of with is even though I wanted that and needed that and didn't, nobody likes to feel judged. What I need to do is turn around and give those very things to the person that, um, you know, really hurt my feelings to be quite honest. And all of us want compassion. Folks, it's so important that we are giving compassion to those that are around us. Um, that we have a step back and ask God to show us how he sees the situation. To give us a heart to understand. And I think when we listen to understand versus listen to respond, there is a big um, shift that happens and you can feel it when you're talking to somebody and they're really listening to what you have to say. You don't have to agree with somebody. I was in a conversation um, just in the last week where I thought, mm, I can't really agree with what this person is saying. But they needed my compassion because they were dealing with a crisis and they were dealing with a COVID situation and a loved one. And, um, as I listened, there were several times I wanted to respond or just respond in the, in the thing, but my heart went to where that person was at right now to what their heart might be feeling. And I think we have to, we have to listen with a heart of compassion because that's part of God's character. He's compassionate. And so I just want to challenge you to work on your compassion as a believer, to work on that because it's part of Christ's character, to ask the Lord to help you listen with a heart of compassion. And, you know, when we're not compassionate or we're uncompassionate, we're indifferent or uncaring about how others feel. And I think the Lord is just trying in me, I know, to develop an even greater sensitivity to where is this person's heart? Where is their heart? And to try to see things from just a little bit different perspective. I love what Psalm 34 says, 34:14. It says, make peace your life motto. Practice being at peace with everyone. It goes on to say, keep turning your back on every sin and do good. And we're to seek peace and pursue it. And when we seek, that means we search something out. We search something out. And so what the Lord is saying is that peace needs to be our motto. It needs to be our life motto. Um, that we're working together to bring an element of peace and when we walk in peace, and you've heard me talk about this numerous times, but when we walk to in peace, when we choose to do that, we destroy the authority 
connected with discord and confusion. I'm going to say that again. We destroy the authority connected to discord and confusion. And that's what we need to do. I know there was a situation I was in not too long ago. And that, that came to my remembrance. Just that when I could walk in peace, that it can destroy the authority that comes with confusion and with discord. And, you know, there's no harmony in all of that. And the Lord, I think, is looking for believers that can step up to the plate in a world that's contentious, that is walking in a lot of strife. And he wants to bring, I know, a unity to us in the body of Christ. But he wants to bring a unity. And unity is not saying, I agree with you on everything. We can have a heart of unity and still not agree with somebody, but we can respect who they are as a person. We can respect their vow because they're a value to God. Sometimes we have to just step into that because it's hard to find something that we, you know, that we maybe can agree on in those situations. But I just want to encourage you and challenge you to walk in compassion and to walk in sympathy and to live in harmony and how we live in harmony is being compassionate and sympathetic and humble and sometimes you know humility is laying down our right to be right walking in humility is saying okay well this is how i think but you know what i could be wrong i could be wrong lord change my mind about this i know there's different situations where i'm saying lord change change my heart and change my mind in living in harmony it brings a beauty it brings a beauty to relationships we just took a little vacation uh, we took all of our kids we called it our yours mine and ours um, easter weekend and um, i remarried eight years ago after losing my husband and um, i brought three kids into the relationship adult children and my husband brought uh, two into the relationship. So once a year, we try to get all of our kids together and our grandkids and just have one time, you know, that we can just have fun and laugh. And um, everybody comes from different towns. And so anyway, it was a fun weekend as we all got together and to build a harmony. That is, I think, the heart of my husband and I is these kids were kind of thrown into our relationship in a sense, but they we share we share kids and and so to bring a harmony to our family that's something that that we do and one of my one of my prayers um for my stepchildren is that i would have the kind of relationship i feel like i have a good relationship with all three of my children and that i would have the same kind of heart and love and that I would have the same kind of relationship that I do with my own children that I gave birth to and raised, um, and that the Lord would continue to build my relationship as a stepmother. Um, I really, that's my heart's desire, because I want there to even be more harmony in our family. And yet, I'm still trying to figure out, how do you be a good stepmother? How do you, how do you... How do you do this 
in that regard and I really desire that and so it's one of my one of my prayers just to live in harmony and and being sympathetic and compassionate for just those around me um, listening to a widow recently that I had lunch with um, I was listening to her and I could tell her heart was distraught and I wanted to listen. I wanted to focus on her as I look and listen to her, look her in the eye, let her know that she was important because that is so valuable. And I know without when someone took time to really listen to me, to really look me in the eye, to really try to understand where my heart was because it was broken, it was tender. It meant so much and it helped restore dignity. And so I challenge you when you're listening to others, um, look him in the eye. Listen with a heart of sympathy, with compassion, with an understanding. Ask God to show you how he sees that person. These are some things that I'm working on, and I'd love to hear your stories, and I'd love for you to join in with me. Ask the Lord what he might be trying to show you in this in this season of your life because I know he loves each one of us. He wants us to keep growing in his likeness, growing in his character, and growing strong so we can represent him well. So let's just close in prayer. Lord, thank you for my friends that listen from all over the world. Thank you for your great love for us, Jesus. Thank you that you are compassionate, Lord. You're slow to anger. Father, you're sympathetic towards us. Um, your Holy Spirit is tender towards us. And so, Father, help us to... Help us to do that with those that you place in our lives, whether it's the clerk at a fast food restaurant or whether it's a co-worker or a family member. Help us to look, to listen, to value those around us so that we can live in harmony, Lord, and represent you well. Give us the grace that we need to do this. And I ask that you just bless all my friends from around, around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, don't forget to check out my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. You can go on there and purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief. And don't forget to like or follow this podcast. Send your comments. I would really appreciate it. And if you do read the book, you can go on Amazon and give me a review. That would be very helpful. I appreciate you so much. Have a good week.